0: Not doing the podcast for a whole week actually means that I have a lot of things to catch up with. Yesterday I talked about some advancement in GNOME apps and I actually did not do all advancements because I had already hit 9 minutes and this podcast has to be under 10. So let's actually catch up directly from what I was talking about yesterday, that is GNOME apps. So let's get started, this is Linux Daily. Do you remember Gradients, the application for Gnome that actually allows you to change the look of Adwaita? It has a bunch of new features featuring like UI polish and usability. That is the preset manager now actually opens immediately. We have a logout message after applying the thing. There's an improved look for the preset manager. Now presets can be stored. And you have a preset repo switcher with which you can display only presets from a specific repo. All contributors to the apps are now listed in the About window. And this is funny, they actually have this text in bold, let us know if you are not listed, okay? The text now follows GNOME writing guidelines they fixed Flatpak theming, and there's a new repo template for user preset sharing. Then there's an update to Flare, which is the unofficial Signal GTK client. They released version 0.5.0, which has along some bug fixes, as always the ability to search for contacts, show notification, and many usability and user interface improvements. Eyedropper, which is a powerful color picker and formatter for GNOME now has the long awaited, apparently feature of a palette dialogue, suggesting different color schemes based on the currently picked color. I'd like to mention two blog posts that talk about the same thing and that are both interesting, even though I won't get into the details, but I suggest that you give them a look. They are, of course, in the podcast description. Now, they talked about overall and encryption support in Contact. Contact, if you don't know, it is the personal information manager of KDE. As an example, it is the program that manages emails and to-dos and notes, this kind of stuff. A KD developer partnered up with a UX designer to improve the UX of actually implementing encryption. As an example, after you hit the send button in Kmail, a lot of things happen. And a lot of things could go wrong. As an example, you may be faced with information that the keys are not good enough or that a use case is near expiry, these kind of things. And of course, if you're writing an email, the moment that you send the send button, it is the moment that you mentally think, okay, the task is done. And whatever pops up after that is something that you don't really want to see. For this reason, they actually improved the UI and made sure that these kind of messages are shown before sending the message, which is much better, obviously. There are two blog posts talking about this. They go into very nice detail, but without losing, you know, even if you don't know technically these kind of things, you can still have a nice read. So I suggest you to go read them. Also, let me mention a very nice video done by Godot, which I discovered via gaming on Linux. Godot, if you don't know, is an open source engine to make video games. And sometimes they do a video that showcases a lot of video games done in Godot. And that's actually really interesting because they're all based on open source engine. And it's also a nice way to learn about new video games that you might want to try. In this case, something like 30, 35 video games are covered. The video name is Godot Engine Desktop Console 2022 Showreel. Also, let's get back to KDE for a second. You might have seen on Twitter or, or Reddit that there has been a release of an applet called the KDE Control Center. Now, if you know what the Control Center is in Macintosh, well, the Control Center for KDE is the very exact same thing, it is. A quick settings where you can very quickly turn on and off network Bluetooth or open settings, turn on and off, do not disturb, change the volume, this kind of things. And it's all in an applet. Now, something that was not super clear is that this applet is a third-party applet, meaning that it is not done by KDE developer as part of a KDE project, but it is done by KDE contributors or part of the KDE community in general doing a third-party applet that you can install. But it's not and it will not be the experience out of the box. That said, the link is in the podcast description if you want to try it out, it looks very nice. Okay, then Fedora, did you know that Fedora 37 is coming? Probably yes, but did you know that they also have test days? Well, this message would have been probably useful one week ago because they had one one week ago, but now it's a bit late. But still, let's talk about what test days are, how they work and why you should probably participate in one of them if you use Fedora for next time. Fedora test days are events where anyone can help make sure changes in Fedora Linux will work well in upcoming releases. Fedora community members often participate and the public is welcome at these events. This is also a very nice way to actually get involved into contributing to Fedora. The only requirement to get started is the ability to download test materials, which include some large files and then read and follow direction step by step. All of the steps that you have to do are described into a wiki page that is as always in the podcast description. Now, the fact that we are a week late will probably render our testing slightly less useful compared to that if we had done them a week ago, but still the testing is valuable and nothing prevents you to doing it today to make sure that everything still works. Collabora has announced a brand new open source Vulcan driver for NVIDIA hardware in Mesa called NVK. It has a very nice logo. The blog post, which you guessed it, is in the podcast description, talks about how the current drivers for NVIDIA, as an example, NAVU are often missing features or are buggy or just doesn't support certain cards. This is due to a combination of factors, the blog post says. As an example, the driver has been developed with little to no official documentation or help from Nvidia. There's then a very in-depth explanation of the difficulties that nevo is addressing and how NVK is supposed to address this kind of things, but it is very technical. So I suggest you that if you're interested in these things, you check it out. Whereas if you're not interested, well, let's keep going with some other news. I think I mentioned this already, but, K9mail is going to become the Thunderbird email client for Android. There's actually a collaboration between Thunderbird and K9 Mail, which is very exciting. So soon we'll actually get an Android K9 Mail. And if we want to know how it's going to look, then we have to look at this application. Recently, K9 Mail has teased on Twitter about a new feature that it's getting, which is those kind of features that are rather small but in practice make a big difference. You can now swipe a message left or right to change a message read on Android status so that if there's any email that I can just mark as read without even actually opening it, I can just swap it off. The nice thing is that in the same t- tweet, they actually also link to how do I become a beta tester for this application forum blog post. So if you actually want to help shape the future of Thunderbird for Android, you can follow that link, which, yep, is in the podcast description and just become a beta tester. This was a very good variety of things. I actually had to cut some pieces to keep this episode short, but I managed. So let's stop here before that is no longer true. Thanks everybody for following along and see you tomorrow with another episode where I'm going to talk about Maui.